It's personal bravery in partnership with the divine that allows us to courageously take our place in this world. This is the way of valor. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to The Way of Valor. I am your host, Angie Taylor, and we have got a good one in the tank for you guys today. I am so excited. If you are a business owner, listen up because this podcast is going to be so transformational for you and you'll have resources at the end that you can tap into. So I am excited to introduce you guys today to one of my new friends, Patrick O'Meara. He is the founder of Growth Matrix. And Patrick, we are so excited to have you on the way of Valor today. I appreciate it. What a what a great honor. And I think the initiatives that that you're focused on are just absolutely near and dear to my heart, uh, being able to help foster uh, identity and foster mm-hmm. future within young ones. And everyone that those young ones touch is just uh, awesome. So it's a, it's a real privilege to be here. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Patrick, I am in love with your story. I, it is, is super exciting to me. You're a guy that has you know, swung big, hit the hit, hit it out of the ballpark in your career historically by man standards. You, you've mm-hmm. worked with some of the largest, most prestigious companies, and yet God has called you into a, a new adventurous space with starting your own company. So I'd love to start right there on sure. what is it that took you from I got some level of security with all of these big companies mm-hmm. that I'm working with to, hey, I'm going to start my own business from scratch. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, starts a journey where I was a senior partner uh, with a global company called Corn Ferry uh, for over seven years. And my job was to help architect their go-to-market strategy with a few others uh, to go after their, most, uh, their biggest, most uh, strategic accounts. And so helped put that strategy together and then uh, took on a portfolio of large brand names that you'd be familiar with, uh, Toyota, Ford, uh, John Deere, uh, 3M, others, Cummins, and basically uh, went to how do we go into these uh, business areas and identify uh, key business issues that they need to be solved. And then, of course, you map this global extensive uh, portfolio and doing that. And I've been working on that, practicing that, being a student of that for over over 30, uh, over 30 years. So about three and a half years ago, I had, a, I think, a, uh, maybe a plumb line moment in my life where I really felt like the Lord was asking me to uh, step away from that and to uh, create a company uh, where I can come in and consult like I have in the past help assemble uh, solutions through expert teams, through my broader network. Uh, But I think uh, as I began to uncover that, uh, the main uh, issue was really around, I I sense that there's a renaissance coming. I think that the Lord laid it on my heart in the small to medium-sized business arena. And how can I take my background uh, in solving business issues at scale and help small to medium-sized companies that... Uh, maybe have a, a mandate to go global or to grow in significant ways, and maybe they're stuck. And uh, maybe I could come in and help help support that uh, that initiative. So that's really how it all got started. And now, three and a half years later, um, I've launched the company and uh, released a book, 
on my on my business uh, approach. And so it's been an exciting time. Been and and we've been uh, busy since day one. So I'm blown away at the uh, the response and uh, just the opportunity to to serve um, the the people that I'm serving. Well, and I love that because honestly, in in my experience and clearly in yours, when God calls us out of something into something, He always provides along the way. It it always feels terrifying. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to walk away, and and for some reason, as believers, I I think we all fall prey and into this trap of our provider is our job, our provider is, mm-hmm. you know, our corporation mm-hmm. or company is our safety net. And, you know, the reality is, is we, we've gotten it wrong when, right. when we lean that way. And so it's, I love talking with people like you are the epitome of what we would call the way of valor. Someone who has mm-hmm. partnered your personal bravery with God's divine destiny for your life. And I'm curious why it is that you think right now is so important for businesses, especially kingdom-minded businesses, to go Mm -hmm. to the next level? Well, I think our mandate uh, from a kingdom perspective, whether it's personal or in business, is to represent the truth, uh, which my truth is based on my personal relationship with Christ. But he has a kingdom, and he wants that kingdom expanded. Uh, And our acts of worship as we align ourselves with him, especially as business people, are bringing excellence in deal-making, creating products, uh, pulling together the right people to actually serve clients to the best of their ability. And and my kingdom doesn't have any boundaries. Uh, And the Mm -hmm. kingdom that I serve is actually for all of humanity. And so when you start to break down what uh, what we're supposed to be bringing to the table, it's love, mm-hmm. it's peace, uh, it's transparency. And a lot of these truth plumb lines, if you will, uh, have been blurred uh, through society. I mean, if you spend enough time on social media, you'll probably need a therapist, <laughs> right? True. And so because the world is just pumping, pumping, pumping its version of the truth, but in reality, there is one version of truth, and that's the truth that's worded, uh, rooted in the word of God, right? And so from that perspective, we stand back and we say, okay, how can I take my, my skills as a business person and actually bring that into every aspect uh, of what I'm doing? And if you noticed, I'm not talking about preaching right now. I'm talking right. about bringing excellence in my heart towards God in joining with him on um, receiving from him how, how, how he sees me, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. been a journey uh, for yeah. me. Like, am I really fearfully and wonderfully made? Mm-hmm. He says that I am, but do I actually believe that I am? Yep. And then as I come into that passion of believing, I start to think about if I can love myself that way, guess what? I can then start loving others that way too. So, so good. I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah no, that's that so good. Do you see, are there like three things when you go in and you start working with companies, are there like, let's say the top three things that you consistently see time and time again, where companies are like missing it. And if they would just make this twitch or, or this switch, they, mm-hmm. do you see a consistent pattern? 
Yeah, let, let me throw out a couple. I mean, one is uh, fear, uh, mm. fear of failure, fear of the unknown, and fear that you're not enough. Uh, if you take those three fears or those components that represent fear, when you're afraid of the future, you have a tendency to kind of game things yourself in your own strength. And so it's really easy when you're captivated by fear, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, you start kind of like, well, how do I make this happen? I've got all this pressure. And instead of going to the source of truth, Good. Uh, which a kingdom person has the opportunity to do, but but oftentimes, believe it or not, Angie, they don't. Right. Uh, so this is for the believer or the unbeliever. Yeah. It's how do I embrace the truth and um, push fear out and fill it with um, a perspective that is going to be productive. And so if I can, uh, because when you act on fear, it oftentimes uh, pushes you into the realm of doing toxic things. Mm. Like I'm going to share with this person, you start kind of, oh, well, maybe I'll put it. If I fall into fear, I start manipulating. That's good. I start making calls, maybe that I shouldn't be making mm. calls. I don't sleep well, yeah. you know? So if I can pull out the roots of fear uh, in in an initiative and focus on identity, value that you can bring to your clients, and then understanding through research and through relationships what their needs actually are, then I can very quickly map. They have needs, they have deficiencies, we can add value here. Let's focus on those relationships. So fear would probably be number one. Mm -hmm. um, I think transparency is another one. Um, you know, a lot of times people will hold their cards close to the vest. And that's not a bad strategy. I'm not saying walk, you know, with an open book all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's just not shrewd. But with the team members that you've brought in around you, say you've, uh, you're a CEO and you've got a senior leadership team, there's things that you need to be transparent with mm -hmm. on a personal level and also from a business perspective. C even identifying, I'm really concerned about this. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could get a group think together on how to brainstorm this and move through this from that perspective. Showing vulnerability, humility mm -hmm. is such a a huge um, attribute of a senior leader. And sometimes the higher that we go, and I've seen this with, with senior leaders, uh, they either really embrace that humility and transparency, or they start to become almost more removed over mm. time and try to separate themselves because they always want to have the right answer. But mm. guess what? It's, uh, it's a team sport. Success right. is, a, is a team sport. Um, and then I think rolled into there is uh, a lot of people will make uh, decisions uh, too quickly without really understanding the market. And I, and I know that's a very practical response, mm -hmm. um, but I think um, understanding who you're talking to, understanding who you're trying to relate to, taking a step back and saying, time out, do I really understand what my audience is? Do I really understand... Uh, who I'm serving here, potentially serving, or I just want to jam in products or get more likes or, mm. or get more whatever. Do I really, what value am I bringing in? And I think the only way that you can tie value to your efforts is understanding actually who you're, 
you're bringing uh, your solutions to. So th those would be my my top three today. Those are, those are excellent. All things that we can all learn from. Now you've written a book and, and mm -hmm. we touched on it just a little bit. I'd love for you to talk about your book and why you feel like it is valuable no matter where you are in the business world and what business you're a part of. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's been a two and a half year journey. Uh, and I was uh, really got a, a God idea um, about two and a half years ago that um, I wanted to write the stories of successful entrepreneurs. I was going through a really confusing time, a hard time. Uh, I was traveling 40 plus weeks out of the year uh, internationally with clients and teams, uh, very you know, high visibility, but high pressure and was on the move. And then COVID hits and like, bam, you know, everything stops. And so I was having meltdowns about every 10 to 15 days because I couldn't get on a plane. Mm. You know, people were kind of hesitant about streaming or doing Zoom calls. And and it was like all the people that I needed to get a hold of, it just seemed like there was this explosion that went off, which <laughs> there was. Yeah. Um, but it didn't just impact the US. It was globally instantaneous. I was having a hard time with that. And as I was talking to the Lord about it and journeying through that, I got this idea, I believe from him that said, write a book on entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs were my inspiration, have been throughout my, my journey. You know, I have a corporate background and there are many amazing entrepreneurs within the corporate structures, but the ones that always appealed to me were the mom and pop stores or people that came out with a product and risked it all uh, mm -hmm. and then watched, you know, their stories and climb. So when that idea came to my mind, I put down an outline and I, I got a coach, a writing coach, because I'd never written a book before and um, started interviewing. Uh, it ended up being five entrepreneurs and their stories. And then at the end of every story, uh, I wrote the entrepreneurial impacts, like two or three or four at the end of each story that I believed really helped them to be successful based on my, on my background. And then the second half of the book is actually a challenge because I, I, uh, working with global teams, you can give a lot of good insight and, and uh, with yourself or with your team. But if there's not a challenge to actually execute on the insight that you give or the direction that you give, it tends to, to fall flat. So I wanted to write a challenge and myself and, and uh, David Sluka, who is my, who is my writing coach, uh, basically David came up with this idea. Why don't you create um, a definition for like name, make a word for each entrepreneurial impact. And there are 21 and then write a definition that's relevant for today. And then why don't you create a rubric? I call it a, a, a matrix or growth matrix. And uh, it's basically allows you to judge within this word, like being a respected leader, what are three things that are unproductive? Like things you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. What are three things that demonstrate that you are being productive and being a respected leader. And then the, the third column is if you're accomplished, what are those attributes look like? And then you can rate yourself, you know, from one to five and kind of see where you're at and then start on a journey from that perspective. So you've got these five amazing stories, I think, 
of entrepreneurs. And then you've got uh, this growth challenge so that you could actually bring it into your into your life from that perspective. So that's a snapshot. Yeah. Uh, I hope that. I, hope I that love helps. it. And the book title is How They Made It, correct? Yeah. Secrets. Yes. How They Made It, Secrets from Successful Entrepreneurs You've Never Heard Of But Should. Which I love. And guys, we're going to link his book, his his website, all the things into our show notes. So you can just go click on those to make sure you can have access um, to it. Now, you're serving mainly small to medium-sized businesses. And I'm curious why yes. you think this next season is really mm. the season for them. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I When I got this idea or this calling to start my own business, the first question I asked was, why? I mean, I, as you mentioned, I, I've got a great role. Uh, I'm a senior leader. I've got, you know, uh, a network. It's established. Why now? And as I started to ask the why, and, and so, you know, when I felt him call me into it, the answer was yes. Mm -hmm. But then it was why. Mm -hmm. And I started to get a sense and that's been developing that there is a renaissance coming to small to medium sized businesses. And I felt that my background uh, as a servant leader could help support small to medium sized businesses that have a desire to grow. And, and it's companies that maybe are stuck, they've hit a ceiling and they don't know why, or they're based in the US and they want to go global. Uh, how could I help support a growth strategy for them? And so I began to become very passionate about, as I was writing the stories, especially because they're all small to medium sized businesses, and it just seemed to all fit together. And then as I wrote the stories and then wrote the growth challenge, I'm like, oh my gosh, this book actually helps serve clients in that way, but also senior leaders, right? I mean, I'm, I'm getting good responses from, from senior leaders in the network, but I think there's a renaissance that is happening, but I think it's going to build significant momentum. And I think from a global scale perspective, some of the things that are causing that to happen are there's a, there are a lot of global companies, tremendous brands, impactful brands that are being swayed into uh, less of a kingdom focus. Yeah, yeah. Right. So now you've got amazing, talented people that are like, wait a minute, maybe I need to question, mm -hmm. do I have a role here for the future? And, and let yeah. me be clear, just because a company leans maybe towards uh, a liberal agenda doesn't mean you leave. Right. But it's connecting with what's my mandate? Because I, I know okay. amazing people, they're kingdom okay. people, and they're like, no, God, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Because we need that kingdom truth established in everything that we do, wherever we go. Um, and so from that perspective, but I think there will also be a call mm -hmm. similar to me with leaders that are that where they're being drawn out, like, I want to run the economy of your business through you, through, through you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we're going to see a multiplication of that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're already seeing it, but I think it's going to be, there's going to be an acceleration of that. And I think the other thing too is, is that I, I think that the kingdom is advancing. Yeah. Um, 
contrary to what social media will tell you. And so I think in that there's a requirement to steward Mm -hmm. the rise of the kingdom influence. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to do that are, are through small to medium sized businesses because they can align their mandate, their culture, their value system in such a way that they can embrace this and then add value uh, around the world uh, from that perspective. So I think those are probably two key things that I've seen that I haven't seen so much in the past. Mm -hmm. People leaving large companies and then just this mandate that says, hey, the kingdom is rising. We have to steward that and move that forward. I love that and and couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that definitely is our journey and story of valor, mm-hmm. you know, jumping off the ledge and believing God had something more mm-hmm. for ed- the education sector than what we were seeing. I, I'm curious what you would say to somebody right now or what your encouragement or thoughts would be around when do you know it's right mm. to take that leap of just ridiculously bold faith into what, when you're doing it, feels like the abyss. <laughs> no, that, that's really good. I, I love that. And uh, I'm sure there are many uh, pieces of advice that the listeners can add in. And, but the, the things that, that, that I have seen in, in my own personal life is the way that I vet um, inspiration that I feel that's from the Lord uh, first of all, my 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 lovely wife, Rosella, uh, we've been married for 37 years. So you can imagine she's seen the good and the bad and the ugly of me stepping out too fast, uh, not including her or others and being so zealous for something mm-hmm. that I don't understand that I need to be guided by peace mm-hmm. because maybe I was overly ambitious. So the age old uh, kingdom solution is to be guided by peace. And, uh, if I actually feel an inspiration, then the people around me will, when I share that with them, will say, yeah, I, I see that. And so when I shared with Rosella, my desire to step out, uh, her response was finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I definitely love that. So as we wrap up here, I'd love to know if you have just final parting words for, you know, our families that they're, they're looking at the lay of the land and it feels very scary right now Mm. when it comes to obviously globally, when it comes to what's happening in our nation and what are your thoughts and your, your final words for them? Uh, that's awesome. And I appreciate the question. Uh, as I was preparing for this, I really felt like I needed to read a couple texts out of scripture. And I think it really summarizes what you're, uh, what you're asking, if that's okay. Please. Yes. Uh, and this is in uh, Psalm 139, 14. And for those uh, that have been in the kingdom world for a while, you'll know that it's uh, David as a psalmist is identifying with the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, I'd like to read this out of the Passion Translation if I can. Mm-hmm. And in verse 14, it says, I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. 
carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. Mm. And I think it's one thing to receive that as a truth, mm -hmm. but my hope and my prayer for your listeners is that they will receive that actually as a gift for themselves, that they would see themselves as fearfully and wonderfully made, as knit together yeah. for a special purpose. Because if I can identify with my identity, yeah. then I'm unstoppable. Because then I'll walk in peace, I'll receive perfect love, which casts out all fear. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm moving on a productive path that actually repels toxicity and repels the way that the world wants us to live. We could actually, whoa, all this is going on. Why are you so at peace? Well, right. I know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So that, that would be my, uh, my, word. my final advice is receive that. <laughs> yeah, man, such a good word. It was such an honor to meet you today. We are going to connect your website as well as your book into our show notes. Guys, go click on these things. If you enjoyed this podcast, if it, if you know somebody that needs this podcast, share it out with them. Let's, you know, one of my favorite things are when I see a kingdom minded business that helps mm. other businesses be successful. We need to get on this bandwagon and push it out mm. there to all of our friends, because this is how the kingdom gets built. When, when we support one another, when we build one another. So go do that. Thanks for listening today. Have a blessed one.